Episode 50, here we are. Here My we are. goodness, we finally did it, you know? Did. It all started on a back porch, and um, during the first time that we had COVID and decided to uh, do a little stream, live stream on Facebook and- Recording and in progress. some interviews and things like that, and we just basically started with just her interviewing me, and we were just being goofy and silly just because we were bored, and then um, we just started- um, interviewing locals here local musicians here in Tulsa and uh, one thing led to another and then before you know it we're interviewing Rudy Sarzo and mm-hmm. big names like Lita Ford and now this episode 50 we are going to be interviewing and talking with Courtney Cox from the Iron Maidens but first make sure you share our uh, stream on Facebook um, and if you're watching on Twitter um, also Twitch and YouTube, uh, make sure you hit subscribe and, and, um, the notification bells and all that good stuff that we, that way, when we go live, you know, you'll get a notification, but, um, yeah, it's, uh, number 50 and we're going to be with, uh, Courtney Cox from yep. the Iron Mains. I'm, I'm really excited about today. She is already getting in the room as we speak. Um, so we will get her on here momentarily. <clears throat> we thank you again for joining us tonight here on Tulsa Music Stream. This is going to be a great, great episode, and I'm going to bring Courtney on screen right now. Can you hear us okay? Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. How are, how are you doing in the Bahamas tonight? Yeah. You know what? I have to say, all the years of touring and going through different time zones and all, I guess it's because of COVID, I'm still trying to get over jet lag right now, even though it's only three hours, okay. or maybe I'm just getting old. <laughs> I don't know. You're not even, you talk to, you talk to us when, when you're our age now, let's talk about old then you are a spring chicken, my friend, you are doing just fine. Are you, so you are down there solely for vacation? Right on. You're down there for vacation. Then this, this has nothing to do with work or business, right? Uh, no, I'm actually here uh, just working on my album. There is no vacation for a musician ever. <sighs> Okay, we're gonna we're gonna be talking about that shortly. Is that for the Starbreakers or your or solo stuff? Well, Starbreakers is actually a cover band. 
this is uh, my uh, original stuff. Okay, so, cool. That's cool. that's exciting because we've been reading about it, but we we haven't really found a lot of details. So we're going to get into that momentarily. Now, first things first, before we update people on upcoming Iron Maiden shows uh, that are coming up, we know unfortunately your Australian tour just got postponed. Um, but I let's, look <laughs> <laughs> well, let's I talk. Let's talk about the folks in your camp that I know that were battling COVID. I think it was Kristen and Nikki and your tour manager that had it. Is we trust everyone's doing well? Yeah, over it. No symptoms, thankfully. You know, they lucked out. Good. Everyone's well, ready to get back on the road. Okay, that's excellent news. Well, like I said, unfortunately, it looks like the Australian tour did get postponed. But let's put some show dates up on. I, I think you can probably see these on your end. We, you guys do have some dates coming up stateside here in California. On the 11th and 12th, you guys are going to be in, it looks like, Fresno, California, and then over to Roseville, and then in the months well, of... That's where we're going. I'm looking, too. <laughs> yeah, here's where you're going, Courtney. So, and, <laughs> and then in March, it looks like you're in Connecticut, over to Pennsylvania, and then I want to ask you about this that's, show. That's her hometown right there. Yeah, we're going to talk home about state. that. Yeah, and then, we're gonna, and then what about this March 12th show where you're doing something with members from Anthrax and Shadows Fall? Tell us a little bit about that. Oh uh, yeah, it's uh, John Denae, he, he, you know, guitar player from Shadows Fall. He now is in Anthrax, great friend of mine. Yeah, they, you know, they put together this little band, you know, just when they're off tour. Matt too, he, you know, he was the other guitar player in Shadows Fall. And yeah, they're just, you know, having fun. But, it, you know, it's going to be a party. It's like old friends meeting up finally. <laughs> and that's the best. That is absolutely the best. living wreckage. Great, great musicians. Okay, fantastic. Then this second page that I've put together, it you guys are uh, going to do a Hell Hath No Fury tour with Burning Witches, and it looks like this is in the month of May, and you guys are uh, all over the place. You're in Ohio, Maryland, New Jersey, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, New York, down to West Virginia, Ohio. So even though COVID is kind of being a being a big jerk and messing some stuff up. We don't say that word. I know. I'm, I'm, I am so sick of it myself. A bunch of folks we know battled it, and it's just been crazy. But it does look like you guys are going to be staying busy, so that's the good news. Yeah. I know. It's crazy when you're stuck at home. Like, you know, touring, like, almost, I wouldn't say 365, but, you know, a majority of the year, you know, when COVID hit, it was just so strange to sit at home. And it got to a point, like, my cats were even looking at me, like, are you leaving? <laughs> I mean, and you know what? Isn't the cat isn't aren't cats the best animals to, to own when you are a traveling musician because they're yeah. so self sufficient? Yeah, and you know, I started with the cheese, and then you know, I was gone so much, and I felt bad. So then we uh, adopted and rescued pickle, and it's pickle, not pickles. So, <laughs> so guess guess what I have? I'm I'm going to make you homesick. I actually have a picture of your cats. Oh! There they are. <laughs> I know. Don't you miss them? They're the <laughs> Thankfully, you know, you know, we do have people watching them and stuff, but we have like cameras all around our house so I get to watch them. Sure. It's one of the cameras that you can talk into. So the cats are like. <laughs> you know what? We have the same setup here. We have three cats ourselves and we just spent, uh, we went down to uh, Key West to check out Rock Island Fest and I thought about doing that with our cats, but then I thought, no, I'm going to break their hearts if I start talking to them because they're going to think I'm coming around the corner and I'm not. So <laughs> it, it was a tough decision. But anyway. where's a photo of your kitties? Come on! <laughs> I, I didn't put one in. I just wanted to. I just wanted you to get to visit yours while you're out of town. There they are again. 
So, okay, I'll, I'll stop talking I, about cats. I see that your guitar is behind you. That's Greeny, if, am I correct? Okay, watch this, right? This is why I love these chairs. Oh, fun. <laughs> so fun. Yeah, you just recent... I got her into the country somehow, but yeah, Greeny is here. Now, so. didn't you uh, have some sort of um, American Airlines or some sort of airport oh, issue? Oh, Southwest, and yeah, yeah, I don't know if you can see it. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, better have somewhat got the piece. Wait, thankfully, I found the pieces, but I'm still waiting on a new neck, but just oh to use God. it. You know, you can't go on stage with the tip missing. No. <laughs> no not at all. That, <laughs> that kind of makes me want to throw up. I'm a guitar player, too, so when I see something like that, it makes me nauseous, and that's – I'm sorry about that. That sucks. Yeah, I think it was, like, the first time I went, like, full-blown Karen. So everyone's, like, oh. calling me Karen. Karen Fox. <laughs> you got to do it. All right. Let's, let's get into your story. I want to hand it off to Scott because Scott is one of the biggest King Diamond fans that I know. But wait, isn't it your – Day. Oh yeah. Well, well, happy well, you know, with me is is I got into Don't Break the Oath when it first came out, and I was still in high school. But you know, it scared the shit out of me. Where I had <laughs> I gave I gave it away back. You know, gave it to my friend like three or four times. I take it back, and then it's like, no, nah, hell no, I, I can't. I, can't, I don't want to hear this. This scares the shit out of me. Wow. And it took me three or four times before I uh, said, ah, oh, fuck it, you know, but. <laughs> Yeah, um, I love them, and um, I was really impressed that you were in a tribute band called Queen Diamond, which, yeah. uh, you know, everything King Diamond for me, just the, the riffs back in from Merciful Fate, you know, Hank Sherman and all those guys, uh, Mike Dinner. I mean, those riffs were just so just uh, evil, you know, just <laughs> evil, just the way they sound. And, 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 and then, of course, the King Diamond. And you actually you got to jam with Andy LaRocna, and, recently on some sort of a collaboration on Halloween or Halloween. What was that like? And how did you get approached with that? <laughs> Talk about you know, that. You know, since COVID, everyone's stuck at home. So as you've seen, like, obviously I'm not the person to do it, but you know, everyone's stuck at home. All musicians are like, what do we do? Like, well now, you know, with this huge thing, social media, let's just, you know, record songs and do little videos, you know, and put them on, you know, the gram, Facebook, all that stuff. My first one, uh, I did Mansion in Darkness, Old Drake and Evil, a bunch of, you know, Matt Thompson was actually on that one. I was like, oh, love that. And then uh, yeah. before Halloween, God, it was so stressful too, just like different time zones, getting everyone together. Mm. And someone reached out to me, and, um, it was the, the drummer, and um, they're like, oh, we should, you know, Halloween's coming up, we should do Halloween. I'm like, yeah, well, I already know it. He's like, oh, well, we need another guitar player. I'm like, Gave me a second. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm down for it. So it's but just to play, like, he's one of my biggest idols. Like, sure. all my, like, whammy bar stuff, he was just certain, you know, note choices. It was always him, you know, growing up, so obsessed with his playing. And then, yeah, he said yes. And then we put everything together. It took a few weeks because he was recording at his studio, Sonic Train Studios. And then, yeah, we aired it uh, midnight... Eastern time on Halloween. It was just watching it. I started crying. Oh, <laughs> it's so cool. Andy, oh my God. My mom's all like, it's okay. Oh, that's awesome. So, so you're, let's go back to your young years. I mean, the people that don't know your story, you're, you're a girl from Philadelphia. You started getting into the guitar at age 13. And Scott was telling me, I, I didn't know this. Was it your brother that actually kind of got you into the metal stuff and King Diamond in particular? 
Uh, the Hillian Medal, and it was funny because obviously, you know, I was born in 1989. Right. <laughs> I graduated. So you know, it was the bubblegum pop and Backstreet Boys, still obsessed with Backstreet Boys. Sure. And remember me and, you know, my brother Rick would always fight because, you know, he was the metal head. I mean, he was one of those avid metal fans that the whole, his whole room was just nothing but, you know, CDs, cassettes, everything. And, you know, and just to piss him off, I would go in and, like, start stealing things, you know. Had <laughs> a girl. There's one, you know, like, oh, I know he's, he's away right now. Go up and, you know, because he lives like a house and he lived in the attic. Go, I got to kill them all. So it's like, put it in, like, all right, what's this? Okay, so it's like, listening to Backstreet Boys. I forget what album at the time, but then kill them all. <laughs> right. Then, then, you know, after he realized I started listening to metal, it's, you know, the typical older brother, that's my music. You can't yeah. listen to this But I kept going into his room and taking all the albums. <laughs> now, you, you seem to lean a little more more the heavier thrashing uh, side of the metal than, than the 80s hair band stuff. Yeah. yeah, my brother, it was all thrash. Like, you know, he's huge Slayer fan and stuff. So, like, they were the albums I was reaching for first. Absolutely. So yeah, he's probably watching this going, yep, still hates you. <laughs> uh, th there's no way he hates you. I mean, look at what you've done with yourself. And, and you know, it's really incredible what you've accomplished already at such a young age. For the folks who don't know, we're just going to educate you on Courtney's background. So at age 15, she enrolled in the Paul Green School of Rock Music. Now, talk about that era of your life. Obviously, at that point, you're deciding, okay, I'm really into this instrument. I actually want to get some formal education on it so I can possibly make a career out of it. Talk a little bit about your time at the School of Rock there. Actually, it didn't end up that way. You know, I was, I was, I started playing guitar. I was really into it. But at the same time, I was really into lacrosse, like, you know, the whole athletic side. Yeah. And, um, you know, I enrolled, well, my mom enrolled me into the school rock because, you know, she, you know, I was getting in trouble because we had a back garage and I would literally be out there nine hours, you know, cops would show up. I, I just wouldn't eat dinner. I, you know, I wouldn't come in. So my mom would come like banging on the door because, you know, when you throw yourself into something like guitar, I mean, outside of the sports, you know, I saw my friends in school doing the sports thing, but when I was home, I didn't see anyone, didn't hang out with anyone. It was just, you know, in the garage, messing up my cassette tapes at the time when I did actually, you know, go and like buy, well, actually be like Goodwill finding Metallica tapes in this. Right. <laughs> or a CD, they're just like, rewind, rewind, rewind. And then she's like, you know, she, and she was smart. She's like, you know, you need to, if you're going to do the music thing, like you really need to go out, branch out, meet people. And then this, I think she either saw it on the news or read it in a paper or something and showed up. And uh, I remember the first day I was there, like, okay, well, the show that's going on right now, because, you know, you go for lessons and stuff, which I never attended and they hated me for that. Right, right. <laughs> But and, um, they're like, oh, so, you know, you take your lessons and then every month there was a different show. And then funny enough, first day I was there, it was Judas Priest versus Iron Maiden. Oh, wow. And I remember they gave me the songs I had to play. I remember it was Flight of Icarus, Free Will, Free Will, Wheel Burning, Boop. <laughs> and uh, third one. I remember I was so excited. And I went home and I learned all three songs. Wow. And I'm like, Mom, you have to drive me back. It was the, that day also was the first rehearsal for the show. And I showed up with all these students that had been there for you know years, months. And I was the only one that knew all my songs already. 
<laughs> oh, that's awesome. It was, it was a really great experience. We had met so many great musicians, especially at our age. Like, we're so young. I mean, I'll, I'll never use the word prodigy because I always hated that word, but everyone was just so talented and, like, made you really nervous. Like, I thought I knew my stuff. At, right. You know, but it was great. I'm still in touch with a lot of them today. And funny enough, even Queen Diamond, it was me, Gina Gleason, and she's now in Baroness. There's just so many talented, talented, uber talented people. And I'm just so grateful that, you know, my mom discovered that and I found it at the time. I probably wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now if it wasn't for that experience. Because they put you on the road, you know, you've got to see the good side of the road. You got to learn, you know, the really bad side of the road. Like everything was great. It was definitely a stepping stone and big learning curve. Right. And go ahead, Scott. You know, there's always been so many shredders that King has had in his band. You know, there's other than Andy, you know, there's always been, you know, another guy coming in every other album. It seemed like, you know, back in the day, have you ever reached out to them about maybe possibility playing with them or anything going on like with that? I mean, even on the Halloween thing, I mean, not guitar, but we had a, a bass player, uh, Palatino, whatever, I'm saying it wrong now, but, yeah. <laughs> you know, but, uh, yeah, I'm tired, sorry, but okay. now the other guitar players know, not so much, but I do remember Queen Diamond, you know, we were, we were so young, and it, it wasn't the best, but I remember some, I forget which members from our school of faith, but they, I think they kind of slid in, like, can you guys stop? <laughs> <laughs> Palpatine, that's coming to me. But uh, yeah, no, not yet. But I would love to. So, so you're nine, you're 19 years old, and that that is when you moved to LA. Now, moving to LA at any age is probably somewhat intimidating. Well, it would be intimidating for someone like me because we're in Tulsa. It's not the biggest city in the world. You know, it's manageable. You're from Philly, so maybe it wasn't that big of a culture shock to you to go from. I had because everyone from my town, I'm technically from Delco. That's Delco. So okay, so we can't say Philly. Okay, so you're from Delco. So I'm from Philly Airport, so it's like the first thing, yeah. Okay, so was that a big culture shock? <laughs> Sorry, we'll correct that. So was it a big culture shock for you to go to L.A. at such a young age? I mean, did you just almost feel like it was going to swallow you up, or did you go out there with a lot of confidence and say, all right, I'm out here and I'm going to do something? No, it's like, you know, through the, the School of Rock, we would visit NAM, that big convention in Anaheim. So I went there a few times from 15 up to that point. And I literally gave my mom, I think, about a week's notice. I just kind of went to her like, oh, by the way, I'm moving. And she was really upset. But, you know, the, the town I'm from, it's one of those factory towns. Like, if you don't get out when you can, you never will. So right. as far as she said, go, you know, that's where the music is at the time. And yeah, it was terrifying and I left and yeah, it wasn't fun, but looking back now, I'd do it again. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I remember I was just like, even on the plane, like, I don't know what's happening. Oh, sure. I would be <laughs> totally you know, fine. You, know, you gotta make that jump. You have, yeah. If you want to do what you do at your level, you have to jump out there in the water. There's no doubt about it. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, sink or swim, exactly. exactly. You know, with you going to Nam, all you know at an early age, and if you go on YouTube and you, and you research everything, Courtney Cox. I mean, Nam is just like boom, boom, just all over the place. So you've you know you've done a lot of things like just jamming with you know 
Nita and everybody. How, how does one get like a panel? Do you have to like register for something like that? Or do they just like, Hey, we would come down and, 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 you know, do like a panel for, for our, our pedal or our, our, our amp or something like that. How does that work out? Reach out, but you know, everyone like the music business is, I mean, huge, but at the same time, very small, mm-hmm. especially in LA, everyone knows everyone. So it's like, it's just every day you get asked to do this, asked to do that. So NAM is just one of those things, but it's better because now you have, you know, all your friends from all over the world in one spot for four days. That's pretty cool. It just kind of just falls like that. You don't really plan it. So sure. Well, we had Nikki on here a, a few episodes ago and, and she was as sweet as you are. And of course she had glowing things to say about you. I want to talk to you a little bit about her. I, I pulled up a picture of you two jamming together on stage. When, <laughs> is it recent? Yeah, I, th- I thought it was. So she, she was talking about how, um, you know, she wants to be known as a great guitar player. She doesn't want people to get hung up on the whole gender thing. No. And, you know, I, I never made it to the level that you girls made it to, but I can tell you, and I know people mean well when they say, you are a great girl guitar player. But does that drive you insane when people say that to you? Do you, Are you like her and you just you just want people to put the gender thing down and say, man, that girl can shred, or that, you know, she can shred without the emphasis on the gender? I mean, it, it will never end. You just kind of ignore it. Right. I mean, it just goes in one year out the other, or don't even pick up on it anymore. Yeah. All I care about is people enjoy the music, enjoy the show. That that's it. Yeah, I couldn't agree. Really the whole gender thing. You know what? You, you use your ears, not your eyes, and that kind of person. You For know? sure. For sure. Work hard. That's all it's about. So. Do you feel? I know the industry was probably very much this way in the 80s but do you feel now now that it's 2022 do you feel like the labels and the the marketing people do they still pressure the women to dress real sexy and sell that part of it um i mean it doesn't hurt let's let's be honest have you not seen pictures of courtney in a bikini well that's what i okay that's kind of what i'm getting to so i was 19 again (laughs) well i mean like so do you feel pressured to dress like that or is it is that just how you like to dress you, you know I mean, I mean obviously you work out you take good, oh go ahead I was just gonna say you work out you take good care of your body and it, you know you look great but I just want to know if like people around you do they push you to sell that image or is it all about the playing no I mean I never uh, was pressured into it I chose to because um, if you see photos of me I think the first five years in the maidens, you know, I was on stage in like a spangly bra, nothing else, but you know, I had a different reason for doing that, not just sex sells. Actually, I grew up as a very overweight child, teased a lot. Even when I started touring, you know, I was, you know, I was always, you know, the bigger one. So it was really hard mentally. So, you know, I changed my life, you know, I got healthy, I worked out a lot and I lost about 80 pounds. So moving like, like, you know what? I never had that chance to, you know, feel sexy. Sure. That makes sense, you know, and that's why I did it. But everyone else thinks like, oh, you're just doing the, the. No, it was actually, it was for me, not yeah. anyone else. Yeah. But I'm a lot older now and, you know, things aren't as, you know, <laughs> in shape as they used to be. But um, no, I never, I always made sure 
the music was there first. It wasn't the looks for me. It was, right. you know, even if I was, you know, dressing very, very, you know, provocative, sexy, I always made sure I didn't miss a note. Right on, girl. That's... It's just how you view it. I know there are people that do do that. But, you know, if you look at it, even back in the 80s, you know, all the posters I had on the wall, mm-hmm. they were, you know, all the men were shirtless. They knew right. what they were doing. That's how they got the women in the crowd, you know? So That's true. It's, it's a dull-edged sword. has a very fine line. Yeah. You know, if it makes you happy, whatever. But, I mean, label-wise and stuff, never, no. Okay. Well, I, I, I wanted to, I wanted to ask you. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that. And, and that I, that's a great answer. I mean... It does not hurt to look great, and congratulations on your, you know, victory over the the battle with weight. That that's yes. something most so, of us always. Oh, that now in the Bahamas. Right. <laughs> We're not talking about that because you're on vacation, so it doesn't count. So, um, okay. So let let me ask you. I'm going to put up a picture here. Here are the Iron Maidens. You guys are. Well, I was in Colorado. Where every photo is taken. It just looks like a good time. And again, I'll refer back to our interview with. Um, Nikki, you know, I, I asked her, I said, were you at all reluctant to get into a group with all females? My experience in the past, you know, females can be very competitive with each other. There could be a lot of drama. And she commented that there's probably less drama in the Iron Maidens than in her other band. And would mm-hmm. you agree with that? Is it a pretty drama-free situation? Yes, I've been in bands with, you know, just mixed, you know, been the only girl in a you know male band. I actually find funny enough, and everyone thinks everyone's really catty and competitive. It's a lot easier because you all you know. Well, I wouldn't say you know each other to a T, but you know the buttons. You know what everyone goes through. You know the hissy fits. You know this. You just know how to deal with it. It's like family. Yes. Or I found you know the male counterparts to actually be more uh, prima donna. <laughs> sure. Right. Then it comes down to being jealous that you know if a female is a better player this and that but it's just so petty i just i always just stay away from it i'm yes. not a drama person i hate it yeah it just ruins everything it you does. know if any band turns into a job i'm done i hear you i hear you you, you just said that you know it was always music first and you know i was at work and i was just going through the web and just out off the side, I saw a cliff note that said the top female guitarists, like 25, I think it was like Upbeat News. Yeah, I've got and it right and, here. I, and I clicked on that. There, Okay, cool. I clicked on that and then boom, there you were. I don't know if you, you were able to see that article or not, but that was pretty kick-ass to see that you were up there with the top 25 women guitarists. Were you so aware I'm of that? I'm one of those people. I don't read article, articles. I don't watch videos of myself. I, I just yeah. completely just out of it. I hear about things, but I just mm. I rather just keep practicing and then look up stuff about me. You know? Sure. Yeah, I'm the same way. It's, I, it's amazing, though, because you're with some good company in those 25. Yeah, you really are. Yeah, Lita's in there and, and, and a bunch of other. So congratulations to that, for sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So talk a little bit about Dime Bash. You seem to be jamming at some Dime Bash uh, shows. What are those like, and um, how exciting are you to get up on stage in front of all those crazy Dime Bag <laughs> fans? Actually, it's very uh, intimidating because, you know, they are, you know, the very, very, like, top, top fans. So, like, you, you have to make sure that you have the song down before you go up. And if you don't, you know what? That's the thing about Dime Bash. It's, just, it's the same thing like, man, 
you know, you get to jam with all your friends you haven't seen because, you know, this tour goes this way, you know, it's like Wizard of Oz. No, it's just a great time, great calls, and you know, just keeping the music alive, especially for Dime and you know, and Vinny, you know, rest in peace. But it's such a great time, and I kind of miss it. Like even just like now, when I think now would have been what a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, just yeah. the memories in Facebook, and it's just like everyone together. <sighs> yeah, COVID. <laughs> I know. Damn it. Hopefully it'll get under control soon. But. And, and it doesn't seem like any situation that you're put in because you have such a great stage presence. And, and it always starts with your just just your, your, the, your face expressions. I mean, you move around and you rock out and you, and you look great up there doing what you do. But you have some of the craziest facial expressions and, and <laughs> right the, the that way, one the way you respond to people and everything and the first time i met you was at the idl ballroom in tulsa and we got to open up a show uh, for you there and uh, it was cold as hell out there yep. and of course you were making the faces and stuff and uh and, and then of course all your tiktok videos and everything oh, you just got a great personality they're the best and uh you know where do you where does that come from? Is that more of uh, your father or your mother or you know or your brother or something like that? Or just... Well, I think some of my humor comes from my brother Rick, but um, probably him teasing me growing up. Right, right. <laughs> you know the quick you know little jokes. But um, I'm actually uh, funny. You know me talking away now. I'm actually an introvert. Believe it, you know you won't believe it, but I think that's my escape on the road. You know boredom and stuff. It's like keep myself occupied and just like I always just hear, Linda laughs too she's like oh she can hear me chuckling in the back of the bus with van like oh Courtney's on a video Courtney's on a video oh, it's, right. it's another form of expression for me and stuff on the road I'm, I'm pretty shocked that people aren't sick of me yet so thank you for <laughs> <laughs> they're great because they're, yeah keep them coming I mean, because a lot of them some you know we understand what what you're doing you know like you're sitting there and you're looking over and you see slot machines. You're like, <laughs> you know, temptation. And it's like, and then of course the cat, you know, allergic. Oh, yeah. And you're like, shit, Jesus, <laughs> Jesus right behind you. And, he, and, and so I, I totally get your humor. Yeah, and, me too. And, and um, you know, those situations are, uh, you know, basically things that we go through in yes. life. So, you know, I see that you have a lot of fun on TikTok. I've not been on TikTok. I don't know how, the first thing to even make a video. Oh, that's a rabbit hole. But, but even with the humor, what I do with the videos, not even, you know, family, going back to Pantera. Oh, is that it, right? You know, the home videos and stuff, just the pranks and stuff. And right, you know, right. And Skid Row yeah. had some stuff too out there. Yeah. It's just, it, and I, it's also showing, you know, the fans and stuff, kind of behind the scenes stuff, and like what yes. we go through. You know, it's not just work, 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 and this and that. Right. It we really, have fun. yeah, it keeps. It keeps things so fun. I mean, you know, no offense, your playing is wonderful and we love it, but equally entertaining are those videos. So definitely keep those coming. Yeah. And there's, you know, like in today's age, there's so much social media and, you know, you got Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and, you know, now TikTok and what's what else? the other I don't even There was Dub Smash too. I think that one went. Oh, geez. <laughs> I don't even know about that one. But yeah. Awesome. Well, hey, I hope indulge me for just a minute. We won't keep you much longer, but I do want to read you some uh, some viewer comments. It, we're a little different with this is literally live. This is not like pre-recorded. Yeah, we've got live comments. So I want to read something from Randy Lee. He says, 
I brought my young metal drumming son to your meet and greet in Milwaukee a couple months ago. He had a great time, and thank you for reminding him for the need to practice a lot. And I think her mother is watching as well. Oh, great. Because I asked that question, and she says, from her mom. Oh, that's great. Hi, mom. Joan, is that Joan Cox? Is that your mom? Joanne. Joanne, sorry. Hi, Joanne. Hi, Mom. That's, that's sweet. Aww. Well, here's another one from Steve Lacey. He says, love the maidens. I go on road trips to see Iron Maiden. I'm sure he means the Ma- Oh, Iron Maiden. Every time they play, they come to the Southwest Pacific area. I will check to see if the maidens will be playing close by. Uh, let's see. Ten- read Luke's. Um, no, let me Not, read. Okay, you got one. I got one more right. and then get to Luke's. This is Tim... Petrie, he says, I was lucky enough to see them in Tulsa in November 2019 and Oklahoma City, February of 2020 before COVID. One of the best bands I've ever seen, and you can tell they have fun when they are on stage. Super cool. Well, go to Luke's question, Scott. You got that? Well, I think you know oh, Luke yeah, because he, he's from Tulsa, and, and we, you and I and him talked backstage at Rocklahoma, which was an, an amazing performance as well. Um, but he, he told me something that... Um, you need you were looking for a certain type of TV so you can play Duck Hunt or something like that. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Like she's the Nintendo in for the Sega and the Sega in for the PlayStation and the PlayStation in for PlayStation Two. Oh, but I was always. I mean, I Hunt. can I can see just just watching watching you right there with your guitar in the background. You have your Cookie Monster PJs on yeah. your 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 mug. Yeah, I sure have on. I don't. You know. <laughs> There you go. The the Iron Maiden mug, and and then, and then of course playing duck, some duck hunt. Some duck hunt. That was the best game ever. I mean, seriously. Oh, that's the dog. <laughs> yeah, the dog was he. Yeah, he was a smart ass. Well, he? anyway, Luke says I think that the stigma of a girl band have gone out of the window because if you see the maidens live and Nikki and Courtney literally playing the songs fucking perfect, that you kind of forget. Oh, it's a girl band, and I think that to me is a huge appeal because yeah. the songs slay live and it's because they sound like you expect them to. That's and, true. and I totally agree with that. Oh, that sweet. Luke has a question for you. T- Luke wants to know if you hadn't pursued music, was there anything else that you were interested in? I mean, other than sports, not really, but you know, I played lacrosse, but I mean, lacrosse is not even in the Olympics somehow. Mm, that's uh, weird. No, I can't even think of anything else. She honestly. could be like a uh, streamer on a Twitch or something with her with all of her videos. Yeah, the world needs one more live stream, right? Hey, uh, wait a minute. I saw another question here. Darn it! Now I lost it. Okay, well, Al Maxwell says, bummed that your gig in Toronto was canceled, was looking forward to it. You guys will probably be able to reschedule those dates, don't you figure, at some point? Yeah, it's just, you know, not to bring up the C word again. It's just restrictions and yeah. the, hopefully we get back to some kind of normality soon. So I hear you. Well, let's, so let's talk about your, your solo uh, album. Is This is an album that you're doing, correct? Yes. I mean, what I could just, you know, bite the bullet and just put out an EP right now, but there's just so many riffs and so many things. I'm just going to wait and hold off, get everything together and just full release. Is it is it purely instrumental or are there vocals as well? No, there would be a few instrumentals on it, but hey, I'm more of the vocal. You know, not the, the guitar should add to a song, not be the song. You know what I mean? You yes. know, I need a good hook, this and that. I just I'm not the person to wank over a song for five minutes. <laughs> I, I hear you. 
I agree with that. I just, I mean, even myself, you know, I love all the, the great virtuoso players, but, you know, I'm not one that just sit through a full instrumental album. I think the last one I did, what I could get through that I would put on repeat was uh, Marty Freeman and Dragon's Kiss. Mm. I think it was the last one in Passion of Warfare. But, I mean, since then, not really an instrumental listener or, you know, yeah. writer. I'm the same way. I know. I agree with you. Now that I know that you're on build up and then boom solo harmonies yeah that's the way to do I, it. I think it's amazing that you get to go to go to the bahamas to actually record i mean that's just i mean what so what place has that she I mean, said it's so metal steve harris is here he's like a couple blocks down <laughs> oh you know what you said steve harris is there steve harris is in the bahamas yeah Look, check check this out i'm glad you brought that up because i pulled this picture <laughs> Good timing. Sorry about that. We were about to go on. That was the Monsters of Rock cruise, and British Line was on. We were about to go on, and literally where that pub is, the stage. And I was just coming out. I, forget, I think I was coming out to grab Gabriel, my boyfriend, and um, they just grabbed me like, "Take a photo of Steve Harris." Wow. I mean, Steve Harris and his uh, bodyguard. We just looked at each other like, "Sorry." <laughs> <laughs> Have you met all the guys in Maiden? Uh, everyone except. Dave Murray. But, well, that's because all the videos, you say you're an Adrian Smith fan, so I don't blame him. Yeah, it's just, it's just, you know, touring. <laughs> and, just like, main shows and this and that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's the only one I have. I, I mean, he's gone past me, but it's never been like, hi, kind of thing. But, uh, yeah, he's the only one I haven't really had a one-to-one conversation with. To your knowledge, have they ever seen you guys perform live? Yes. Wow. Times, so. Was that nerve-wracking? Well, we kind of, I think it was a only a couple, I forget who showed up, but it was the kind of thing, we caught wind of something, but we didn't think it was going to happen, so we were kind of nervous, but I'm glad we didn't know they were actually there, kind of thing, mm-hmm. and we found out like months later, like, oh yeah, Adrian was there, and this and that, but the main one for the band, uh, I wasn't in the band yet, but um, it the maidens were opening up for Steve Harrison's daughter in Mexico City. And Linda would say, like, you could see Bruce jumping up and down. Wow. Man. So but they have, they're aware. Very cool. Have, yeah. Well, <laughs> now, now, I know you tour a whole lot. And, and I don't know exactly, uh, someone who tours a lot is when they go on vacation. Or, or do you even like to take vacations? Even though you're at the Bahamas, you're still at work. But when you tour so much, like the vacation is probably one of the last things you even want to do. You just want to stay at home and sit and do nothing for a long, long time. That, after COVID, I'll go anywhere right now. <laughs> oh yeah, sure. Yeah. Cause no, you I love traveling. I love sightseeing because I actually don't get to sightsee on the road. Some mm-hmm. of the girls do, but I'm one of the people that rather stay in the, on the bus and catch up on sleep because you know, it is kind of gnarly sometimes. Right. I just love traveling. That's cool. I think the only unfortunate thing I can't take my cats with me, but right. I don't like it anyway. <laughs> no, they so. would hate it. They, you, you and I both know they would hate it. Hey, real quick like before anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> before we let you go, I do want to talk about your your line of guitars. Let me, I know I've got the picture here. Dagnabbit, where is it? Here we go. Am I pronouncing this right when I say comparison? Comparison, yes. Comparison. Talk about how you got hooked up with them and and tell us some of your favorite things about playing that particular line of guitars. Oh, God. I've been with Paris and 
six years now, I would say. I first heard about uh, the company because Andy LaRock used to play one back in the day. Um, I forget what he had. Was it a Horace or he had a Dellinger or something? But that's how I knew. And then um, uh, the owner came to one of my shows and it's like, hey, would you like to try this? I'm like, oh, yeah, well, Andy LaRock, you know, we have Michael J. Romeo, Symphony X, a bunch of people, a bunch of people. And um, he handed me a blue Horace, which I still have. I've seen some photos. And it was. I was just over the moon, completely just floored. Mm-hmm. So, and then even uh, the, you know, the the head designer there, I mean, he used to work for Jackson back in the '80s. So it's basically just you know the, the Jackson on steroids. Okay. You know? <laughs> wow, that's awesome. Stability, yeah, stability. When Southwest is not throwing it around and breaking the headstones. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know my toxic sweat and my abuse on stage, and yeah. It's, I love it. Speaking oh. of love, you guys must love your tour manager. That guy. <laughs> yeah. He's a, of course we watched the documentary. <laughs> Does he hate you? Is it like a love-hate relationship with y'all? Well, I feel bad because he has to do everything. Like, you know, he's taking care of, you know, five women. <laughs> That's brilliant. <brutal. laughs> At all times of the year. And right. um, <laughs> and then he has to be, you know, he's getting costume, be the Eddie. But of course, the minute he gets to a costume. I break a string or something breaks on the drums or a mic goes out. So he's constantly like, ah. Right. Bless. <laughs> he's great though. I mean, we really admire him and, and, uh, works hard. all bands kind of have, have either that one or a couple of people that just keep the whole thing together and they never get the credit. And, uh, Glad he's feeling better from his bout with COVID. That's, That's another stressful thing. Like, you know, we're, we're a well-oiled machine, touring constantly. But yeah, we travel with one guy, tour manager, doing everything, teching. You know, it can be brutal, so I don't know how he does it. Yeah. You know, I give him beer from time to time. Like, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I think out of everyone, I think he has the hardest job, honestly. Right. That's... He has to keep everything together. We're not always in the best moods. Oh, I'm sure. Know. We have our doubts all sometimes, but he's always there and just brushes it off and makes sure the show goes on and the crowd gets what they want. So For sure. What yeah. are some of your what were some of your favorite tours that you've done so far? Oh, I mean they're all great. Um Japan was culture shock for me. Love Japan. Oh, it was really cool. I mean South America is always fun. Australia, except for the flight, great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, it, it doesn't matter the size of the show. I mean, I could be playing in someone's garage, bar mitzvah, your graduation. Like, you know, it's the same show regardless of where and how many, you know. I just love playing. You know, and if I lose my left hand tomorrow, I'd be completely fine with what I've, you know, accomplished and yeah. or like where I've seen what, you know. You know, I'm very fortunate. And, I'm, you know, everything's a blessing. For sure, for sure. Do you see... I, I know, you know, how passionate you are being a part of the Iron Maidens, but is this kind of a stepping stone for you, hopefully for something bigger, you know, like uh, Nita did with that? It's funny, like it, you know, it's, it's not like I'm not asked to do anything else. It's just, I've turned down a lot of things because, you know, it's family. I don't want to leave anyone high and dry and stuff. It's a lot of the things I've been asked that weren't like a tribute band thing, you know, I, I turned them down because it was, you know, in the middle of a tour, I'm not just going to leave my family, you know, sure. they so much and we, you know, grew up together kind of thing. Right. That's a great that's answer. Not, 
it's you know there will be a time but you know what you know if it's not broke don't fix it but right. everyone knows everyone's if something oh man i wanted to get in judas priest <laughs> you, know? <laughs> right. you know the girls would understand but you know i, I always I mean, all of us, regardless of who in the band, we always run things like that by each other. But you just always want to make sure you give the adequate heads up, you know. Yes. I think it's very, very rude just to see you. Yeah. You know, Irish goodbye. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Well, y'all's chemistry, your chemistry really shows on stage. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's... You a lot of times you can you can tell. I mean, I know bands sometimes try to put on a good game face, but you can tell uh, if people genuinely don't really care for each other. And we just don't see that with your band at all. We can tell that you guys are friends both on and off the stage, and that is and your family. I mean, it's it is a family. You're spending so much little, time. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. I mean, we've been together. Was it how many years? Twenty? Twenty? Yeah, we've been together longer than most original bands. That's incredible. <laughs> but I mean, the name has been going quite some time. It started in two thousand one. For sure. So. Let me read you one more viewer comment. We're going to get ready to let you go back to your quote unquote working vacation. But I do, <laughs> I do want to read this from my Tomorrow, there's a, there's tomorrow. a beach probably right outside that door. That's what yeah. I'm All she has to do is open it. And it's there it's it really is. cold right now, actually. It's very is cold. It? Darn it. You know, with the storm that you know came through, that's why everyone on the East Coast right now is snow and miserable. Right. But uh, we just have a really bad wind chill right now. <laughs> that stinks. Well, hopefully tomorrow right. we'll warm. From Pennsylvania, I got this. <laughs> you got this, man. No Michael problem. Winsip says, Texas loves the Maidens and Courtney. Yeah. Way to go, Michael. Michael Palmer says, I've met the Iron Maidens at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland, Ohio, and they are so cool. Rock on. You've got a lot of a lot of love in here, you know, and you guys are beloved. I mean, your page has, what is it, almost a one and a half million? Uh, 1.4 million, I think. That is week. insane. What what an accomplishment for you all. And we're really just so pleased and, and grateful that you've given us some time tonight. Yeah. And, uh, and I do want to encourage people to go to CC dash shred.com to check out thing all things courtney and then you can also visit the ironmaidens.com make sure you stay in tune with their upcoming show schedule i sure hope you guys come back through tulsa sometime absolutely. soon Shred, if you want funny videos absolutely <laughs> well you know we want those one more time before well, you go what well, go ahead go ahead so hold on one more last thing favorite favorite fate album favorite king diamond album favorite maiden album oh don't break the oath. Oh, Abigail, Abigail, I have to go with Abigail. And what was the third one you wanted? Maiden. Uh, Maiden, and uh, I said uh, you said Merciful Fate yeah. as well. I said, Don't break the oath. Absolutely. I want to go with Abigail. You know, I love them. Oh, yep. Just too many. Don't do this. <laughs> um, Maiden definitely caught somewhere in time. I love that album okay. too. Okay. Okay. Courtney, before we let you go, I'm going to let you see this one more time. Say, say goodnight to your kitties. <laughs> I'm making her, I think I'm making her sad. Am I making you sad? You can't see cheese, but I don't have too many messages to show, but oh. I can't let her go. There's a pickle on here. Like, oh go. my gosh. <laughs> Look at that baby. home. <laughs> oh, so It's sweet. a tabby. What? Yeah. Yeah. We had a tabby too. That's so sweet. And it's pickle, not pickles. Right. Yes. Cheese is a female. <laughs> 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 I 
Fromage, that's her technical name. Fromage, okay, beautiful. In LA, fromage, you know, like it's French for cheese. Dexter's Dexter's Laboratory, Amelie du Fromage. (laughs) And then you've got people from Oklahoma that go, yeah, you know her cat called Fromage? Fromage. (laughs) (laughs) And she was named after a Dexter's Laboratory episode. If you remember, I don't know if you... Right. That was my, yeah, Nickelodeon. <laughs> well, hopefully we'll see you back at Rocklahoma and um, hopefully you'll play the main stage this time around. Yeah, baby. If not, that other stage was just as cool. Yes. And um, we'll, More we'll see you. It was a little too hot. Yeah, yes, funny. it was. Yeah, tornadoes, though. Great. Oh, yeah. Part of the excitement. You are the best, Courtney Cox. Thank you for being such a sweetheart and for shredding so hard, and we will make sure to keep supporting you and all the things you do out there. Thanks again for your time. Have a great time in the Bahamas, and we'll be watching for your solo album, okay? Absolutely. My pleasure. Cool. Thanks, good night. Take care. Have a good night. Bye. <laughs> She's the best. Wow. What that was fun. Awesome girl. So yeah, fun. so there's 50 right there with, was... and with Courtney Cox, man. That was so cool. Hey, you guys, make sure you uh, hit hit uh, follow on our Tulsa Music Stream page on Facebook. Also, we're on Twitter, uh, YouTube. Hit subscribe on YouTube and as well as uh, Twitch. We're on there as well. And we need to get our followers and our friends and our views up in a little bit. You know, we're started out this is our 50th episode and and it's it's kind of a you know when you work day jobs you don't have all day to try to figure out how to get a billion gazillion people that you know to to i guess subscribe to every single one of our uh platforms but it would be appreciated if you guys would hit follow we love to get as many uh cool interviews as as we have um in the the first 50 and hopefully the next 50 we're going to continue on with this path of um, interviewing great guests and great musicians and people who fucking rock. Wow. That was quite the tag. Hey, before we get out of here, I want to make sure that we all say happy birthday to you, Scott Squires. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Now I want to ask you a question and don't just blow this off. I'm serious. I want you to look at this picture. Look at the screen for me. Um, you're not looking, are you? Oh yeah. Yeah. You're you're looking. Okay. So, how is it that every single live picture taken of you just oozes cool and every single live picture taken of me looks like I'm looking for the nearest oxygen tank? Like, how do you just... I don't know about all that. No, 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 no. I did, like, I mean, now nah, this is a serious you just question. Got, you always have to remember that there's always a fucking phone or someone recording something. So you just got to kind of just put on the game face, that rock and roll look and, and just go with it. Okay. So. But I mean, like even this picture, like you're just, you just happen to be grabbing the sunglasses, just looking so cool. It's like, I, I just don't have that. I mean, I know. Is that something you learned? Well, just because I'm grabbing the sunglasses, no, but that's why, cool. I, that's why the horns got up. They're like, hell yeah. I'm telling you. I, yeah. That he's, it's, it's just cool. I just wish I had more of a cool factor. I have to try really hard to be cool. And you just kind of have, have it so congratulations yeah. for having the cool well, factor and, and also congratulations to you for the 50th episode i mean you if it too. wasn't for all these people who like uh bernadette coming in she's been in here from game from day one and yep. elizabeth talcott and leslie and of course so uh, doug weber our bassist he's he's been a, a fan of the show big and, time you know there's been a lot of people that stuck around and there's been some people that kind of were with us in the beginning and we haven't seen them since and not sure why, but 
you know, everyone has uh, their purposes and their reasons of why well, they, they tune are... in, why they don't tune in, and and it's a free world, and we're sure. all we're all people able to do what we want. It, it's true. You're not lying about that. You know, uh, we do appreciate, like he said, we appreciate all the viewership, and thank you for helping us grow this. You know, I don't know how much longer I will be playing. I mean, hopefully a while, you know, but the, I see this being my future as far as like how I'm still going to keep my toe in the water of music. I really enjoy doing this. And, you know, as long as you guys keep watching it and enjoying it, then it gives us a purpose and a reason to do it. Um, you know, we're we're a little different than some of the other streams that are out there. Everybody's got their own purpose and goals and what they're setting out to do. Uh, you know, at this point, we're, I mean, we're, we're getting these national artists and mm -hmm. that's really, that's kind of our goal. Like how big can we grow it? You know, and it, it takes your support to make it happen. So let me, before I, before we go, I, and, and we're and to touch on that. I mean, just getting sure. people like Courtney Cox and people like that. I mean, they're out there, you know, every day. I mean, if they're, if, of course, without the COVID, of course you know, grinding it every day, yeah. every day, every day. So, yeah. you know, every little bit like these kind of stream shows or, you know, anything interviews or any kind of like jamming with like, like dime fests and things like that yeah. is something that's, you know, fun, but it's also valuable because, you know, every little bit helps because well, yeah. they, you know, every set of eyes that they can get in front of it, it helps push them. And we're here to push the artists for example, and let's just let me. We'll talk about the sponsors here in a second, but let's talk about our upcoming shows. This was really neat because we're having Jizzy Pearl back on next Sunday, February sixth, episode fifty one, to talk about his newly released book. Jizzy actually reached back out to us and said, "Hey, can I come back on with you guys?" And we said, "Of course, of course, we're here to help you know push and promote your efforts." So he's coming back on with us next Sunday. And then we think we have uh, finally locked in Chips Enough. We hope that, <laughs> that he will come on that night, Sunday, February 20th at 6 p.m. for episode 52. He was an absolute star out at Rock Island Fest in, in uh, Florida when we were there. What yeah. a great guy. So we want to make sure we talk to him. And then this really big one that we just landed, Eddie Trunk, episode 53 on Thursday, March 3rd at 6.30. He's going to be talking about his return to town and, and the shows that – that are coming up and, and the stories he's has. I mean, oh yeah. Oh. I mean, he's, he's written, he's written a book. I mean, I mean, it's going to be some cool stories. He's done a lot of things. You know, he has <laughs> his own podcast. He's on Sirius radio. Right. So there's, there's a lot to talk about and a lot of, um, memories I'm sure he has that he can share with us as well. I certainly hope so. Now let's real quick run through our sponsors. And again, DEB concerts were so pumped for Doug Burgess and, and the, great things he's got going on with his upcoming concert schedule look at this megadeth and lamb of god with in flames coming to the bok center on saturday april 30th and then just announced finally poison with special guest tom Kiefer, la guns at the bok center on august 20th you guys can get online and grab tickets for those i believe they're available at Ticketmaster. Um, you can go to deb concerts i'm sure and find the links but make sure you guys go out and check out those shows and follow debconcerts.com. Thanks, Doug Burgess, for all you do. Psychomo Filmworks. Psych, thanks for the great new intro. If you guys need any uh, videos for your band or your business, email psychomo at gmail.com. 
identity merch. Todd Cook, he is rocking and rolling with uh, yeah. producing merchandise for bands. And if, you can see those shirts right behind us. I mean, it's, yes. it's, all, it's a real deal. Boom. That is a real deal. We're not lying. So go to Facebook.com slash identity merch and contact Todd if you have any screen printing needs. You can get on our online store and pick up a TMS t-shirt or more as well. OKPC, Dustin Little, thank you for making our streaming on multi-platforms possible. If you have any kind of uh, IT needs, reach out to him at 918-640-0892 or Dustin at OKPC.com. GregShipman.com. Man, we're about to play these guys' video that they've released with Riverside Rebellion called Blood Moon. It is so fantastic and has more than 41,000 views going on right now. So if you guys have photography needs, hit up gregshipman.com. And finally, Surviving Rocklahoma made these Zoom calls possible for us. I do want to give another uh, shout-out. Now, th this, is a, uh, this is an ad from Bill's Bud Connection. They took out an ad with us. If you feel you have, uh, if you need help getting your medical marijuana card you can contact them at 918-521-9349 or you can visit them on facebook at bill's bud connection so whoo that was a mouthful yeah. but there's a lot of people that are that are jumping on with us they want to advertise on here i'm and waiting on subway to hook yeah man no doubt get some get free sandwiches spinach wrap baby some people hate hate subway though. i don't we had it yesterday it was great so anyway, uh, it's a great weekend. Thank you again to Courtney Cox, and, and we hope you guys will join us this time. Bengals to the Super How Bowl! How about that? Can you? Now, now you... we got to get the L.A. Rams. Not that I'm a big L.A. Rams fan. <sighs> I'm just, you know, not down with the Niners. Yeah. So let's go Rams. Yeah, well. So let's, let's go watch some football. Let's do it. Let's do it. Before we get out of here, we, we want you guys to check out this video called Blood Moon from our friends Greg and Jennifer Shipman in Riverside Rebellion. Guys, we love you. We'll see you here this time next week for Jizzy Pearl. Check back, this video out, y'all. Back on Tulsa Music Stream. Have a great night and a great week. We'll see you soon.